Thank you for joining us for the Pathways to Success podcast by the Social Development Commission in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Our hope is that today's conversation will move you to action, and together we will improve the quality of life for people experiencing poverty. My name is Chantel Sane, and I will be your host as we dive into this month's topic, financial empowerment. We are going to address the barriers that keep people in poverty, what the experience is like, and the solutions to move beyond it. Today, I have two guests with me, Dr. Hinton and Ms. Waris Holt. Dr. Hinton is the CEO of the Social Development Commission. As one of Wisconsin's largest community action agencies, SDC operates numerous programs to improve the quality of life for Milwaukee County's low-income residents. He served as the Executive Director for Inroads Incorporated in Milwaukee, has held several executive leadership positions with the Children's Health System of Wisconsin. From 2008 to 2012, Hinton served as president of Aurora Sinai Medical Center in Milwaukee and is also the founder of the Hinton Group, a healthcare and business consulting firm that works with private and nonprofit organizations. Welcome, Dr. Hinton. And then we also have Ms. Worries Holt, who is an experienced counselor, a certified financial educator, and a certified HUD housing counselor. Ms. Holt provides financial education and one-on-one financial counseling to customers of SDC. Ms. Holt holds a bachelor's degree in business management and has over 30 years of experience in the financial industry. Welcome, Ms. Worries. So today we're going to dive into our topic of financial empowerment. But before we can talk about the empowerment of, of empowering our people who live in poverty, we want to talk about the why. So thinking about the why, when we look globally, or just even in United States, we know that 14% of people living in the United States are living in poverty, and 23% of children in the United States are living in poverty. And then we break it down even to locally, Milwaukee County, we see that 25% of Milwaukee County's residents are living in poverty. And so as we think about the why and the how, Dr. Hinton, I know this is a big question, but why do you think that people are living in poverty and actually there are more and more people that are falling into poverty every day? I'd like to start off by saying I, I just figured this out, or at least I think I did. Living in poverty is not something that you have to be in. It's something that you may be conditioned to be in. And I think that starts by the fact that People don't understand how to get out of poverty. We look at it kind of like this is the best we can do. First of all, we were never educated how to get out of poverty. Our school systems don't talk about it. They don't teach it. And as we grow up, if we don't have the benefit of having parents that know how to do it, you don't learn it through the whole process of generational education. So we really have to step back and ask the question, why is it so many people are in poverty and stay in poverty? And I would say it has a lot to do with just not knowing how to get out of it and not understanding it. First of all, do you understand the economy that we live in and then understand how you contribute to it? See, one of the things I always say is it's about wealth. But sometimes people think wealth is a job. It's income. Income does not in itself generate wealth. It just generates money for you to pay your bills. You have to understand how the economy works. And then if you look at who's in poverty and who's not, people who are not in poverty 
tend to have more wealth. And people who are in poverty tend to work and make money and spend money, which is only just generating more wealth for the people who are, who are gathering wealth already. So we have to begin to understand. And I think that's one of the things I want to see us do more in the city of Milwaukee is begin to really understand why we are in the conditions that we're in. So, Ms. Maurice, you have the experience of actually working one-on-one with individuals who are living in poverty and helping them to kind of get the tools and the resources that they need and looking at the different opportunities that they do have in order to kind of get that step up and that help up to move beyond poverty. As you are working with these people, how do you see or what do you see as the why? Why? How do they end up in this place? How do we end up? And there's so many reasons why, right? But as your own experience, what do you think is some of the reasons why poverty even exists for so many people? One of the reasons that I hear most often when I'm working with my clients is that we just weren't taught this. And as Mr. Hinton had mentioned earlier, It is not taught in school, so it becomes generational at that point. If your parents don't know how to manage money, then they're not teaching you how to manage money. Then as it goes on down the line, then you're not going to teach your children how to manage money. Yeah, so it ends up being the cycle that it's hard to get out of. And so thinking about the experience, you know, there's so many people that say, well, just go and get a job. Just, and as you just said, just make more money right? And that doesn't work. Why is it that that particularly doesn't work to help people move beyond poverty? What is it that is holding them there? It's really not understanding how to create the wealth, how to take what you earn and then create wealth. I'll use an example. I paid child support for one of my children. And as a part of that settlement, I was able to put part of it into a college fund. Of course, I thought it was a great idea, but I didn't know why. Fast forward, My child that's in college doesn't have to pay any loans. So he's going to be better off because he won't have that debt, which will give him one little heads up, a little advantage when it comes to Mm -hmm. starting to create his own wealth. Because part of it is making sure that you have not just enough money to pay your bills, which is your payments, but also wealthy people do debt as a leverage to make money. They don't do let debt because they can't pay for what they want. And so it's really understanding how the economy works and how you can take advantage of the tools that are out there that many people in our country do, but most people who are poor don't know anything about. And I think that's what we need to be. We have to increase the education. It's got to start in school, but we have to become more sophisticated around how this country really works. And what I find out, too, is that Most people don't understand budgeting. A lot of people that I work with think that budgeting is restrictive, whereas it actually gives you power because you know exactly where your money is going. Anyone that comes and sits before me, my constant mantra to them is pay yourself first. What happens if you are going along pretty steady in this new job You have a decent income, but your battery goes out or your refrigerator dies. What happens then? If you don't have any emergency savings to fall back on. So 
pay yourself first. It's my first mantra when I meet with someone. And it doesn't have to be. A, a lot of us think that, oh, I, I got to take $100 out of each pay period and put it into account. Start with something that's going to be minimal, like 5 or $10, and put it I I have a uh, a rule that when I'm working with someone is that you have to have your your working account and your savings account in two different banks. You cannot get a debit card with your savings account. Now, why is that? Because that you have your money at hand. Then you need to go to the bank to withdraw from that account, which means it's going to give you some time to think about it while you're on your way there, and maybe you have another alternative while you're building up the six months of emergency savings that all of us need. So thinking about just that practice that you just said as far as even separating your accounts between two banks and making it more challenging or difficult for you to go withdraw that money, when we're talking about poverty, when we're talking about financial empowerment versus financial instability and someone who's living in poverty, the mindset that is there what are some of the mindsets that you see that kind of keep people in poverty versus those who are financially empowered? Well, I guess there are a lot of influencers in that. Uh, history, of course, is one big influence. Young people today, they have a want it now. So when they have an opportunity to have a few extra dollars instead of saving it or asking about investing, they are going to try to fulfill a want versus taking care of a need. And your need at this point in your life is to learn how to budget your money and to save. Yeah. I would add that historically we have looked at wealth through a lens of how it looks. And so we, as soon as we get some extra money, we want to look like we have money. Mm -hmm. So we usually do things to make ourselves look more than we really are. And to be quite honest, most people who are wealthy don't look at all like they're wealthy. And so that's something that's been built into us through media and historically what we think wealth is. And really what it does is it, it makes us into consumers versus people who invest. We are purchases of services, purchases of stuff. As soon as we get extra money, we purchase more stuff mm -hmm. instead of thinking about how do I then begin to, first of all, put that safety net in place for if anything happens. And secondly, being able to think about it from a standpoint, you can actually put more in there that it's more than a safety net. It begins to develop what we call this wealth that you can actually have it for yourself, but also give it down to your generation give it down to other generations in the future, like others do. So when you pass away, you're giving more than just an insurance policy, but actually the wealth that you accumulated through good practices around how to generate wealth. Yeah. It's such a, it's so disheartening when I see, you know, even you just talked about passing away when someone doesn't even have enough to, to bury their loved one, right? And then sometimes we see all of these funds popping up to kind of help people to bury their loved ones. 
And just thinking about the experience of living in poverty, not even having the means to be able to take care of your needs on a day-to-day basis. If something were to happen, whether it's your car go out or maybe something happens with your job that you, you know, are not able to get the paycheck for that week or that month or whatever, maybe you got fired and let go, especially in the season that we're in now with the pandemic, you never know, you know, where your job stability is or where that money is really going to come from all the time. And so thinking about that and being in the experience of poverty, Dr. Hinton, you have not always been where you are financially. And so you come from a very uh, experience of poverty, right? Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit about that. Well, I just recall just being a young man, just out of the Marine Corps, uh, making some of the mistakes, you know, having children out of wedlock and things like that, but still trying to take care of my family the best I could and trying to go to school at the same time. And so just making ends meet. And so you would almost live week to week, paycheck to paycheck, sometimes not even that far because your paychecks aren't enough to pay for your bills. And so you get a mentality of just trying to just never really think about the future, but just think about the now. And I understand that because I did that for a long time. But But I also discovered something that you can fight through it. You can begin to not only invest in yourself in terms of dollars and cents, but also in terms of your personal self. You know, I dropped out of school. And so I had to make a decision. Do I let that dictate who I am or what I'm going to be? Or I'm going to fight through this and actually say, I challenge myself as well as challenging the world to say, I can do this anyway. And I think way too many people make the same kind of mistakes I made when I was younger, and then they stop and don't and think it's all over with. And it's not. It's not. I told you about the story when I was 30-something years old. I was going to UWM. I went to MATC first, but I went to UWM, and I remember it was, it was cold like today. I mean, but it was really cold. It was nighttime, and I could see a beautiful, beautiful night, clear sky. That means it's really cold. The moon was bright, and I just remember having one of my moments to speak with God and asking, is this going to pay off? Because it's so cold and I'm making all these sacrifices when everybody else is out here partying, I'm going to school late in the evening. And As an adult. This was a conversation I had to have with God and myself around, just keep it going. Don't give up mm-hmm. and just work through it. You don't know everything, but just trust in yourself. And what I found out is, you can do it, but also realize at the age that I am now that I still don't know everything. I'm still learning. That's why I said I didn't even understand what wealth was. I understood how to make money. But how do you build wealth? I never was taught that. I've been starting to figure it out, and now I'm just telling my kids about it. Here's what wealth is. It's not just making money. It's really what you do with the money that you make. And then how do you think through how to make sure that there's something left over for your children when they're when you go away. Absolutely. There's so many impacts that, you know, that not having enough money, not having the means to be able to pay your bills, it impacts so many parts of our lives from um, our health outcomes to mental health outcomes to physical health outcomes, you know, high blood pressure and all those things, how we eat, what we eat, um, even childhood development, how our children grow up, where they go to school. All these things are so impacted by how much money we make. Ms. Maurice, can you just speak a little bit more on that as far as just 
how you see people cope with just trying to get by. And like you said, Dr. Hinton, that living paycheck to paycheck, because so many people do. And sometimes that paycheck for that week or that month does not meet your bills. And how that impact is, as you see it, as someone who works one-on-one with individuals. Well, I think that has a twofold answer because some of the young people that I work with when we're working on the budget process, you know, one of the the things that is always on the budget item line is food. And so there there might be uh, a $300 a month grocery allowance. And then we ask them about eating out. And then there's $250 that they're eating out with. And I will ask them, I said, do you actually realize that you're spending $550 a month for a family of three because you're eating out? I don't think people stop to think about it unless they actually write it down. And I can't remember who said this, Mr. Hinton. Maybe you can write it down, make it plain. You got to do that. And it seems like a big hassle, but there's so many little places that they can find extra money. And then we are also people that uh, we're very inventive about a lot of things that we do. So if you have a skill, why not use that to make a little extra money? You know, there's just so many things that people don't think about, as Mr. Hinton said, while they're, I'm going to use the old term, while they are trying to keep up with the Joneses that they're never going to catch up with. They're just going to be trudging along, waiting for that check, next check to come. And that is one of the reasons that I see that people remain in poverty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do think that we, because we don't budget, and we don't budget ourselves, which is that whole savings mentality, and then I think we are conditioned to be consumers. And when I say conditioned, I don't mean conditioned because we feel like that's what we should do. No, we have a lot of things coming at us just trying to get our money. Even what I saw during this time of the pandemic when a lot of money came into our community, we also had a lot of business come after that money. Mm. And so people were buying all kinds of stuff that they really didn't need. Perfect opportunity to put some money aside for the future because that's that's not going to last. They gave you more money than you needed to survive if you had a budget. And instead of doing that, then we spent it on other things. And that's the way we have to begin to rethink how we do things when we do have that extra bit of money. It's Life's up and down. You go up and you come down. And when you're up, you should be preparing for when you go down so that it doesn't take you off track of your, your plan. Your ultimate plan is to be better off. And so you have to plan that out with the with the understanding that life is up and down. Right now, there's lots of jobs. Two years from now, there may be a shortage of jobs. Exactly. We have to begin to plan for that as individuals and not assume that that's going to be the way it is all the time. In response to what Mr. Hinton just said, you know, with the with us being consumers, that prevents us from living beneath our means. And that is really the way you start to get ahead. You know, if, if your expenses are 700 a month and you're, you're bringing in 800 a month, then 
you should be living at that 700, maybe 725. So then you can start to put that money aside. And once you accustom yourself to living beneath your means, you can see that you'll have money. Okay, I, I might want to try buying a CD this time. Or maybe I can buy 10 shares of the stock, you know, because I do get a lot of people asking me, well, how do you get into the stock market? And, you know, of course, my only answer that I can give them is by talking to a financial planner. So there are some people out there that are interested. They just don't have the knowledge. They don't know where to go. We talk about your benefit packages sometimes when you ha- you are working and you can put money away that way. And and what I see too many people doing is withdrawing that money. Yeah, oh, that is one of the biggest mistakes that they can make. Four hundred one ks. So four. Mm-hmm. We were having a conversation about the four hundred one ks, and I usually tell this to one of our absolute advantage class. If you are working for a company that offers a four hundred one k and matching, you have got to take it. That is the only place I know on earth that you're going to get free money. So if you can only afford to put in 3%, put in the 3% and let them give you that percent and a half of that. You know, that's more, that's a percent and a half more than you, than you have or that you had. So those are few and far in between now. But if you are fortunate enough to be with an organization that offers that, you are just giving away free money. So now we're kind of moving into the solutions that someone can actually use, the tactics that they can use to move beyond poverty. So we talked about the 401ks. We talked about um, investing in yourself. We talked about living beneath your means, not living above, not going after all the things that make you look good on the outside, but truly living beneath your means. What are some other ways, tactical and practical ways? I know you mentioned budgeting as well. And for some people, that's a curse word, right? Mm -hmm. They don't like to hear that. But what are some other ways, some other things that people can do on a day-to-day basis that can really help them to get to a place because it's hard when you're looking at all the bills stacked up on the desk. It's hard when you don't know how you're going to pay your this month's rent or feed your babies or whatever the things that you have to do. It's hard when you just, you know, got laid off. What are the things that we can do from a very practical standpoint that anybody can do that can help them to just take the next step in moving closer out of beyond poverty? Well, I hate to sound like a broken record, but I, budgeting is the, the very first step. You're never going to get ahead if you don't know where your money is going. And when people live on a budget, they start to realize that, wow, this is power. We also suggest that you have an account with a financial institution. Because if you're having credit problems or you can set up, set your, your payments up on bill pay, and that not only will help your budgeting, but you also start to build your credit. As African Americans, credit is an issue for us. I see that a lot in, in my position. We're not paying our bills on a timely basis. And if you set it up at your bank, that you know that We Energies has to be paid on the 10th, have it come out on the 10th. If you know that uh, you have a credit card, it has to come out on the 15th, have it come out. And so 
that in itself starts to build your credit, which means that if there comes a time that you don't have an emergency savings, then you may be able to go to your bank and get a small loan to cover that that issue that's come up, that emergency, which in turn, you pay that on time, it's going to continue to build your credit. And Dr. Hinton, for you, you've mentioned um, education a couple times. And so you are one who did drop out of high school, but then went back and got their GED and then went back and went on to college. And then when you kept going and that afforded you many, many opportunities and has led you to where you are. What would you tell someone who is like education is the last thing that I can even think about right now? What would you say to someone who's really struggling? I'm at the age now where I, a lot of my friends are are passing away right now. And many of them were very bright, very smart. A lot of street smarts, but just smart as all get out. And I think we underestimate ourselves and our ability to compete in the academic world. And we run away from it because we think we have to be perfect to be successful in education. And that's just not true. I am a terrible writer. Would somebody can write and it takes them one hour, it probably takes me one day to write the same thing. So what? You still did it. And as I tell my kids, it's not about A's. It's about doing the best you can. And at the end of the day, you just want the degree. We get all caught up about, I'm not going to be able to pass. I think somewhere along the line, we've learned that if you fail, something's bad. Instead of understanding that failure means you have an opportunity to learn. And we've got to stop running away from failure and start embracing the times that we fail for the opportunity to learn what we need to learn to do better the next time. Because there is no such thing as perfection. I have degrees. I'm okay, but I'm more smarter than anybody else out there. I promise you that. I just didn't give up on myself. And I'm telling people, don't give up on yourself. A lot of our freshmen in college, for example, fail because they get caught up. You have to prioritize education as, the, as, a, as an important thing in your life. You have to prioritize it. And no matter what happens, you have to put that first, especially when you're younger and you don't have children and all you have is yourself. That is the key. That is the key. But I would argue, my grandmother went to college when she was 50-something, 50, 60-something years old, and I was so impressed. I said, even when I, even when I, I tell you, this is, and I, I'm saying it for a reason. Even when I messed up, I said, well, my grandma didn't stop. So parents, you are the example for your children. You are the example for your children. I don't give a crap. Start now. Do something to show your children here's the way to go because they need to see us. It doesn't matter if you're a parent living with the child or a parent who's not. They need to see you do something positive because they are trying to be like you. And we have way too many children trying to be so much like their parents. And if they're doing negative things, they're doing it even worse, trying to be better at being bad. So parents, if you're really worried about your children, then you have to begin to do the positive thing so they can see it. They need that. They need that. 
and then let everybody help you do that. I agree with him wholeheartedly. <laughs> I mean, because I was 50 before I got my degree. And I, I wanted my kids to get through school. So I would start, and when it was time for one of them to go, I had to stop. But I just kept pushing on, and it just makes such a difference when no matter how positive the parents' baby steps are, they are positive steps in that child's eyes. They truly are. I agree with him wholeheartedly. So we kind of started this conversation with talking about the cycle um, that kind of keeps people in poverty and that being that, that kind of generous, generational thing because we're not taught necessarily how to come out of poverty, right? And then we're kind of ending in that same step where regardless of where you are, how old you are, that you can still take those next steps. And even at SDC, we sometimes see individuals who come in without their GED, without, you know, without completing high school, and we're able to help them just be able to get a GED or an HSED, which here in Wisconsin is a high school equivalency diploma. And it affords them so much more opportunity so even if it's not college, of course, we would love for people to go to college. But Dr. Hinton, you sometimes talk about this piece where it's not always necessary to go off and get some type of degree master's. Sometimes it's technical skills, right? I, I went to MATC. I will tell you right now, I think that's one of the most underused colleges in the city of Milwaukee. Those jobs that are possible through MATC are more than $20 an hour. You start at 18 just for two years of an investment. We have children graduating from high school that should be in MATC, even if they don't want to go to a four-year college. And guess what? If you still want to go, then go. But at a minimum, you want to at least get that investment in yourself that allows you to start the process of being able to budget your money. Yes. And that's a short investment. Two years, who cares if it takes four? Do it because the payback, you talk about investing in stock, invest in yourself first so that you can invest in stocks or invest in, in whatever it's going to be a return that you're looking for. But if you don't do that for yourself, it starts there. And parents, it's never too late. Ms. Worry said that. It's never too late. Invest in yourself and don't be afraid. People are too afraid of failure. One of the things we see in our class is we have to tell people, don't run away from these tests. They're not, even if they're hard, we'll help you. And guess what? They pass because we help. Because it's not that difficult. It's just that you might have a mental block. And maybe it's not the right thing for you. But most cases, it's just a mental block. That's just like my writing. Mm. It's just a mental block. I can write. I'm still traumatized from how bad I was when I was younger. <laughs> so as we wrap up, Ms. Maurice, was there anything that you wanted to add to? We've used the word failures, you know, several times here. And I would just like to say there is really no such thing as failure. You're just one step closer to success. So we thank you all for listening to today's episode of this podcast. And we hope that something was said that will help you move in the point of action to help you either move beyond poverty. And if you're not one who's living in poverty, to help someone get out of poverty. We talked about the cycle and, and educating back, looking back and turning around and helping someone else to make the next step. 
That's what this podcast is all about, the action. We want to help people and empower them with the resources to move beyond poverty. So hopefully something was said today that will help you to do that. And we look forward to next time.